Hey, how are you doing? My name is Dean Dwyer, and you are listening to Unrecognizable. It's a show where I teach you the greatest skill that you've never been taught, which is how the heck do you go about changing your worst, most problematic behaviors? And I truly believe that if we can figure out how to change the things that we like least about ourselves, that's the secret to happiness. There's nothing that will hold us back when we can figure out how to actually change the things that are presently holding us back from living the life that we want. So this, every episode I put out is sort of with this sort of premise at the heart of the show. And today I'm going to share with you, um, first of all, I'm going to share a story with you uh, of a friend of mine and a lesson that I learned from him and how I have used what I learned from him to change, to begin changing, because it's a lifelong process um, of one of the most uh, problematic behavior. I have many problematic behaviors, but this is just one of them and how I've begun to be more successful uh, at eliminating that behavior and how you can then take the concepts that I'm talking about and begin applying them to your life. So the name of the show at least the name of the show that I have right now. It might change when I do the write-up for this. But essentially, the name of the show is Eliminate Your Character Flaws. Or maybe a better way for me to say this is how to go about eliminating your character flaws. So let me tell you, first of all, my Dean bias. And you have to take this and filter it uh, with an open mind. I will I will add a little asterisk to that. Always be open-minded with this stuff and be willing and this is really important. You have to be willing to a challenge. You have to be willing to challenge your own assumptions uh, about the things that you believe and why you believe that they, you know, they are true. And I think that's that's been huge for me. When I've the fact that I'm now challenging my own assumptions is why I've been able to create profound change. For example, with my body, things I thought were true, you know, five years ago, I realized actually aren't true. And at least they're not true for me. And by challenging my assumptions, I've been able to open myself up to new possibilities. So I'm suggesting the same for you. So the first thing I will tell you is I do not believe that character flaws exist. Um, I know that's kind of a rather a bold statement. But this was from something I discovered with myself is that every flaw that I think I have is ultimately what it is is a misdiagnosis on my part of what I think the problem is. That I have misdiagnosed the root cause and because I've misdiagnosed that, I keep thinking I'm the problem. And when I think I'm the problem, then I turn it into a character flaw. So I'll give you a quick example. I wasn't actually planning on talking about this, but it just popped into my head. So I'll give you an example of early on in life uh, where I misdiagnosed a problem. I'm in grade eight. I'm asked to give a speech to the outgoing vice principal uh, who's moving to a new school. And this is our graded graduation. So my English teacher asks me, I'm not even sure why she asked me. I should have been the last person in the class to be asked, but I think she liked me. So uh, she said, you know, do you want to, uh, to give this speech? I'm like, yeah, sure. Anyhow, I... My, I, she told me this about two weeks beforehand. My dad, every day, I think for two weeks, was like, you got to write that speech. You got to write that speech. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And this is something I've done my whole life, uh, wait till the last minute to do things. So literally about an hour before graduation, I'm like, dad, I don't have anything written. So my dad and I sit down and, you know, we scribble out a few words, super easy. I read it over a couple of times, got it, put it in my back pocket, get up on stage. My name gets called. Uh, I would like to thank... And that was the end of my speech. I literally stood there going, uh, uh, and it just got worse. It was like a bad movie. You know, I could see like my classmates laughing. Can only imagine what my parents were doing. Um, and, but what was interesting after that was, uh, first of all, horribly embarrassed. And, uh, but I, I landed on the wrong conclusion as to what the problem was. I believed that I was not I had the I, I was not a good speaker. I did not have the ability to speak well in public. And that shaped the next decade of my life because I went through high school believing this. Always sat at the back of the class, never put my hand I never put my hand up to answer questions in any class where the answer was subjective. So English class, you know, anything where an opinion needed to be rendered, never answered those things. If if it was absolute, like a math class, I was okay with those, you know, where I knew like I'm either right or I'm wrong. I was okay with answering those questions. But aside from that, like I remember being in my English class in grade 11, and I think we were reading Shakespeare, and the teacher had asked a question, and I remembered and doing what little kids do, was like putting my hand over the corner of my face and looking down like, well, if I can't see you, you can't see me. Uh, and that was how I, I went through. I went through university the same way. And it wasn't until I started teaching that, and, and I had been teaching for years before I realized the error of my ways, which was the fact that it wasn't that I didn't have the ability to speak in public. I had misdiagnosed my problem because teaching is essentially public speaking every single day. And it turned out that I really like that. I really like speaking. This is what I like about the podcast. This is my best medium, actually. Um, I really enjoyed speaking. And, and when I began to sort of reflect on what happened in grade eight, I realized I misdiagnosed my problem. Uh, it wasn't that I was a terrible speaker. It was that I had, I had not prepared properly to give that speech. I left it to the last minute, and as a result of that, because I was unprepared, I didn't know how to handle the situation when I, you know, I, I simply drew a blank. And so, you know, I ended up going through a large portion of my life thinking that I was flawed when, in fact, what I had was a system failure. I had a, a it was my inability to prepare. And we do this all the time in our lives where we attempt something, it doesn't work out the way that we want. And we misdiagnose the problem and we default to character flaws. So I'm going to tell you, by the way, the the public speaking story was not the story that I planned to tell. That just popped into my head as I was chatting. So I will tell you, though, um, I want to tell you how I, I have improved my memory and have been forgetting less, which I know as you get older, we just kind of assume that we forget more. And I'm going to tell you what changed my mind on that. So I have a a good buddy of mine who I have known since university. We are great friends. We continue to chat. I go up to the cottage, you know, a couple of times a year, great friends with his wife. So 
this was last year, I think. Last year, probably about this time, actually, last year. I went up to his cottage to help him with something. So he's he's married. He's got two children. Uh, normally, we all go up together. But in the, for this thing, it was just him and I. I think we were taking out like his dock and boat and stuff like that. Um, so we we were up there for the weekend, just the two of us, and getting all this stuff done. So when we're leaving the cottage, we get into the vehicle, and the the parking the the vehicle is facing the uh, the house uh, the cottage, and so as we get ready to leave, he kind of backs out and goes to turn into the driveway to leave, but then he backs up into his parking spot again, and he sits there for a, I'd say maybe a couple of minutes, just in silence. He's just sitting there, not saying anything. And I'm sitting in my seat for the first 15 seconds or so. And I'm like, what is happening? And so then I finally said, like, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing? I, I, didn't, I didn't say it incredul- incredulously. I was like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Because I could tell he was, he was doing something. He wasn't just looking off blindly. He said, oh, he said, I have um, a mental checklist that I run through before I leave the cottage and I'm just running through that list to make sure that I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. And I was like, wow, that's actually really smart. But I didn't realize how smart that was. And it, it until sort of the following day, I kept thinking about it. I got home. And I'm like, huh, that is fascinating that he does, he does that. And the more I started thinking about it, I began thinking about a problem that I had. So I... I have always so <laughs> sometimes on this show I will tell stories that make me look like a complete knucklehead but I think they're hilarious and they serve great lessons and and, and great talking points but so uh I sold my car probably uh, not probably I sold my car 11 years ago so around Toronto I can get everywhere either walking or taking the subway at least four times that I can recall I have left my house walked like where I'm going to purchase something, maybe groceries or whatever, walked, either got all the way there where I've walked a good two or three kilometers, which is, you know, probably 20 to 30 minutes, depending on how far I'm going. Uh, Maybe not that long for, for two or three kilometers, but let's say I've walked for 20 minutes. I get to this place and I have forgotten my wallet. And I've done that at least three or four occasions. And every time I've done it, I do the same thing. I'm like, dude, you've got to remember to take your wallet with you. That's my solution. I keep saying you've got to remember to take, you know, your your wallet with you. And I'll be like, oh, I'm so forgetful. And after watching my buddy do this, I realized I realized the flaw that I was making. So the mistake that I was making was I was turning this thing about forgetting my wallet into a character flaw. I kept thinking I had a memory issue. And after watching him do what he did, I thought, huh, that is fascinating. I don't actually, I don't have a memory problem. I have a leaving my house problem. Is I have no system in place when I'm leaving my house. I just leave. Just like most people, like they would do whatever they thought they were supposed to do at the cottage and they would just leave. But he didn't just leave. He did all his things, but before he left, he had this system. He would back into the spot, and then he would sit there and go through his mental checklist. And I'm like, I need to steal that. I have a leaving the house problem. I need to actually do the same thing. 
before I leave the house, I need to go through a mental or an actual checklist to make sure that I have everything that I need. And that's what I now do. So the only difference that I've taken, uh, that I've stolen and kind of tweaked for my friend, from my friend, is I do my list out loud. So there are three main things I need to take with me every time I leave the house, generally speaking, which is I need my phone because I want to track my kilometers that I've walked. I need my wallet because most likely I'm going somewhere where I'm going to buy something. And of course, we live during the time of the pandemic, so I need my mask. So those are the first three things that I check and I say out loud. Okay, do I have my wallet, my phone, my mask? Got them. And then the other things I go through are simply, it depends where I'm going, right? Yesterday, I left the house and I I brought my backpack with me, but I was, because I was going grocery shopping. So I only needed my backpack. I didn't need my laptop, which I normally bring. I didn't need my book or my journal or anything else. So uh, every time I'm leaving, it depends where I'm going. And so there may be other things on that list, but the big three are always phone, wallet, mask, and then whatever else I need, but I say those out loud. And what's been fascinating is I don't have a memory problem anymore, whereas I thought that I my memory was just, you know, again, especially as we get older, right? We just assume that our memory is supposed to get worse, which even that concept now is fascinating to me. It's like we don't think of memory as a skill, something we need to work on to get better. We just assume it's either good or it's not. Right. And if it's not good, then we then we default to character flaws and we say, oh, I have a I, you know, I have a me- like I have a bad memory. We don't have bad memories. We have bad memory systems. We don't have systems in place that allow us to be successful. So there was my story. And that was sort of my takeaway was recognizing that, again, what I had done is I had turned forgetting into a character flaw when what I actually had was a leaving the house flaw. I didn't know how to leave the house successfully. So I'm going to share a a few quick examples of a few other systems I put in place that have allowed me to be successful. And most of them revolve around memory, just things that uh, I, I always forget to do. I included this in the newsletter uh, either last week or the week before, but I talked about now how I'm using email to help me stop forgetting things. Because one of the things that I forget to do is I have an app to tell me what to, like just listing like, like, uh, for example, uh, there's a website that I want to check every day and I have um, uh, whatever tasks that I made. Like, you know, yesterday I had to return a couple of library books and, there were some things I wanted to pick up at this particular grocery store. And so I have this, this is where I, I keep track of that stuff. But I forget to check the app. And again, I've done this in the past where I forget to check and I go, oh, you have to remember. But that's not a strategy. That isn't a system. That's just wishful thinking. And I keep forgetting and I keep saying, you've got to remember. And it's like, that's not a strategy, Dean. So I finally figured out how to put a, 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 a system in place, super simple system. I send myself an automated email every single day that says, dude, open the app. That's all it says. Open the app. That's it. That's worked wonders. Every day I open that app now. And so that simple system has helped me uh, keep me from forgetting not to look in the app. Uh, another way, another system that I have is flossing. 
So flossing was one of these things that I knew forever that I should do every single day without fail. And I wasn't doing it. I have now flossed. uh, I, I can't remember when I started, but I would say it's at least 20 years now. I've been flossing every single day, um, at least once a day, but sometimes two or three times, depending on, uh, depending on what's happening with my food and, and what decides is going to hang around in my teeth. But uh, the way that I, the system that I've created for flossing was r- r- sort of recognizing that if I just have to remember to walk into the washroom and do it, I won't do it. I always forget. So I've actually, and this is a, a, this is a wonderful strategy you should think about doing. I've bundled it together with another behavior. So what I call behavior bundles. I, I I got the idea for behavior bundles, which could be a separate show in and of itself. I actually got this from my cable company because they bundle things together, right? When you do your internet and your phone and all your other things together, your cable, uh, it's a cheaper price. And I thought, hmm. So you get more value, more bang for your buck. And I thought, what if I started doing that with behaviors? And so what I ended up doing is I bundle flossing with my showering. So when so what I did is I put a mirror in my shower. So when I get in, the first thing I do, I floss. I floss, then I brush my teeth, then I shave. I don't shave every day, but I also shave there. And, uh, of course, I, I, I clean myself. That's the main purpose of the shower. And I also do my cold shower. So my, my, my cold water exposure also happens in the shower. So by bundling those behaviors together, I never forget to do those anymore. So what is the takeaway for you? Well, the, the mindset that I want you to really latch on to here is you are not flawed. You don't have character flaws. Your systems are flawed. And for most people, the reason your systems are flawed is because they are non-existent. So if you were to start looking at these things that you have just assumed are character traits and begin thinking, hmm, these are system failures and I need to begin putting together a system that I think is going to work and then tweaking it over time until I get something that actually is infallible, that allows me to get to the point where this flaw that I had no longer exists. So now I will say with forgetting, uh, this is all sort of domain specific as well, right? Like there are still other areas of my life where I forget to do things, right? So it's not like, oh, I never forget anything anymore. I don't forget to leave the house without my phone or my wallet or my mask because I put a system in place. I don't forget to floss because I put a system in place. So I need to extend that. Oh, by the way, and I don't forget to open my to-do app because I put I, I send myself an email every single day that reminds me to do that. So I need to keep sort of systematically looking at other areas that I'm struggling with and recognize I don't, you know, just like I said with the public speaking at the beginning, I didn't have a public speaking problem. I'm not, it wasn't that I wasn't, I couldn't speak in public. I didn't, I had a preparation problem. So once we begin to understand our systems and flaw, our, our systems are flawed, it opens up incredible opportunities to begin not only changing, but mastering behaviors that have eluded us. 
for days, weeks, months, and in most cases, for some of us, years and decades. That is it, my friend. Remember, you're not flawed. Your systems are. Have a great rest of today. Talk to you next time.